Hey folks, it's not Jeff Styles. It's yeah, uh, it's me, Russell, the Love Muscle Stroud. I'm joined by my good friend Jen Lambert. Hello, Jen. That's Pimp Jen Lambert. Sorry, to you, Pimp Russell. Jen. Yeah, Pimp Jen Lambert. Uh, yesterday, I'm sure you heard uh, my excellent production work and Jeff's excellent uh, music and voiceover work on his version of Rockyology. It's been a long time. It has been since we had done a Rockyology. We. Back at the old station, last time we did a Rockyology was probably, man, August. It was, if no, I don't think it was even that late. I think we, really? I think we stopped them sooner than that. Yeah, it was sometime in mid early 2021 then. Right. Uh, and it was a good time. I always enjoyed doing it, except for sometimes I would complain about it and say that it was Jeff's uh, useless vanity project. But for the most part, <laughs> uh, I did enjoy it, especially when he started paying me to do it. Um, <laughs> But Jeff always has this knack for picking out um, not really obscure music. It's not obscure to him. He's been listening to it all his life. But music that is underappreciated by the masses but should be appreciated, right? I agree with that. But I think more so, not just not not so much the music, I think it's it's his breaks in between the music that mm-hmm. makes Rockyology such a great thing to listen to. He's yep. so full of useless information, but musically he's got that together yeah exactly he's like a a walking spotify and a walking wikipedia (laughs) at the same time and you know you can bring up any any obscure band from the 70s i do this to him all the time i'll send him a picture of like a record i'll see at like you know you know for the record or whatever yeah or mckay's not send him a picture like, oh, hey jeff you ever heard of this one it'll be like you know fuzz muffin and the xlr <laughs> plugs and it'll be like yeah man i saw them back in 1982 right. on the side stage did it i'm like how how there I, I don't think i've ever been able to surprise him with a with a new band <laughs> no i mean maybe once or twice yeah. i've been able to do it it's rare it's very rare yeah i don't think i've ever been i've surprised him with what i like but he's never like not known what the band was right well um so welcome to our rockyology that we will be calling strambertology (laughs) stroud lambert get it um and this is actually a band that the song that i chose is a band that jeff had never heard of before uh because they're predominantly well known in Europe. Mm. They're wickedly well known in Europe. Um, they're huge. This is uh, they've just released their seventh album. They've okay. gone to the top. Their name is Biffy Clyra. They're Scottish, and they've been around I think since 1995, early 90s. Wow! And I went to see them this year on my birthday in Nashville at one of the best venues I've ever been to, called the Hollywood Bowl. It's very intimate, so. You could get real close to the stage. And uh, the song we'll be hearing is Weird Leisure, which is off of their latest album. And I have picked on my end, we're going to do things a little bit differently than Jeff does because he has his order all screwed up. What we're going to do today, just so y'all know, is we're going to do a song of mine, song of Jen's, voice break, song of mine, song of Jen's, voice break. And we'll go like that just to keep things easy for us because I don't want to work a bunch on Memorial Day weekend. Come on. Come on. So my song I picked, and by the way, I I had no idea about Biffy Clyro before you started talking about him. Yeah. I thought it was one guy who played like trombone or something. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but no, then I listened to what no, you, no. But then I listened to what you sent me. I was like, ah, damn it, Biffy Clyro does go pretty they're hard though. So good. They're really good. They're really good. And their music, one of their albums, I don't remember which one, um, was actually featured in a film. The entire soundtrack wow. was was done by them. Okay. Um, 
they're great. Actually, we got to meet the band when uh, when we were in Nashville, got yeah. photos taken, and all the all the you know nine yards for groupie groupiedom. <laughs> so it was really fun. What I picked is Robert Hazard doing "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." You might think that this is a cover. It is not. A lot of people don't know this, but Cindy Lauper was not the first person to perform Girls Just Want to Have Fun. It was actually Robert Hazard. He wrote the song and then performed a demo of it, and this happens all the time in the music industry, uh, a few years before it was performed by Cindy Lauper. So this version adds a, a totally different perspective when it's sung by a guy, right? Because the song, when you think about it, it's sort of a light feminist anthem, right? And it's, it's a great song, and it totally works as that. But Cindy makes it work as that light feminist anthem. But when it's sung by Robert Hazard, it's just like this macho guy who likes who likes girls. So you know, good for Cindy for taking that other twist on it. And you know, I'm I'm a guy. Did you like Cindy so, Cindy Lauper's version? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I think, I think she's great. Yeah. Uh, I think everything she's ever done has been great. I, I do too. I'll admit it. I'll I'll say it. But uh, I'm a guy, so I like the Robert Hazard version better because it's a guy talking about uh, uh, girls, which I can relate to much, much better. Well, let's kick it off, Russell. All right. Go! 
Biffy Clyro is not just a guy with a trombone. He's not a, a Kenny G cover artist. He's actually <laughs> more than one person as well. Uh, and he freaking rocks, I'll admit it's it. It's two brothers. It's two brothers, the guitarist and the drummer are brothers, and then Simon Neal, who is hot, um, <laughs> is the lead singer there. And I love that song. That's probably my favorite track off of that new album. Uh, what is it with Scotland and coming out with I know. great people? Scotland and Ireland? Ireland, yeah. They're all so talented. I don't know what the deal is. There's something in the water. <laughs> that must be it. And speaking of uh, obscure countries in the British Isles, Wales. You don't think of Wales very often when you think of musical artists, but my selection is a band from Wales. Wales. It, Wales. There's no w, uh, H in Wales. That's how Jeff would say it. It though. is how he would Wales. say it. Wales. Yeah, the, the white people from Wales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a band called The Alarm. Uh, it's one of those songs that gets stuck in my head all the freaking time. It's a constant earworm for me. I first I first heard it when somebody shared it in a SoulSeek chat room. SoulSeek is not a dating platform. It's a <laughs> file sharing platform <laughs> that dates back to the 90s. Uh, like I said, they're a Welsh band that started out as a punk band called The Toilets. Thank goodness they changed their name to yes. something that's not The Toilets. Uh, they changed their name to The Alarm in the early 80s, started doing more U2 style arena rock. And honestly, this song kind of sounds like something that U2 would, would have done in an alternate dimension. And I like that we're sticking with the 80s theme because you picked The Cure. I did. I picked a song that is so, um, it's in me on a cellular level. Mm. You know what I mean by that? I mm -hmm. grew up with this song. I grew up with The Cure. I've chosen the song The Forest. This is the, you know, updated version, remastered version yeah, like of it. the 2018 remaster. Right, and it sounds really, really good. Yeah. Um, Robert Smith is a genius lead singer. Yeah, of course. Um, and uh, this is just, I don't know, it just brings me back to being in high school. And, and then when I moved to New York, you know, as a teenager, and I just, The Cure was always in my Rolodex of, of music. There was a, a period in the 80s where if you were a sad teenager, music was just made for you. Yes, the if entire, you liked Morrissey and The yeah, Cure. Exactly. And, if you liked The Smiths, Morrissey, The right. Cure, Susie and the Banshees, exactly. Joy Division. Exactly. You know, it's just like, it's the perfect era for you. Yeah, moody. Moody. Yeah. Emo. Emo, yeah. Emo, as the kids say <laughs> my life is terrible <laughs> <laughs> all the kids in high school make fun of me <laughs> uh, so anyway <laughs> that's that <laughs>
So that was the cure. You can't go wrong with the cure. The Never. cure is the cure for everything. They are. Uh, one of the best bands of the 80s, and I think they did a little bit of stuff in the 90s, mostly considered an 80s band, though. One of the best bands of the 80s. They've just IMO. released something recently. Did they really? Yeah, and they're touring oh, again, so okay. why not? All right. Yeah. One of the best current bands <laughs> of the 80s. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> the Cure, uh, you can't go wrong. Like and I they said. still look exactly the same. How do they I, do that? Well, because they were caked in makeup from the beginning. They're still caked in makeup. And they're caked in, in the makeup wild now. hair. Yeah, yeah, the back combing. They just they have did. more wrinkles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which adds to the, the rotting corpse physique, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I've decided to go a little bit more uh, obscure. You know me. And if you know me, you know I can't just do normal things. I have to be weird. Um, this is a band that I found out about from someone who did a podcast, believe it or not, um, about uh, about uh, shoegazer music in the 80s and 90s. And wouldn't you know it, I can't remember the name of the podcast right now, but Chris Ott did it. Uh, that's Chris O-T-T, Chris Ott. Uh, he actually wrote a book about Joy Division, which is really good. Um, and he used to write for Pitchfork. You're probably familiar with Pitchfork. I am very familiar with Pitchfork. Yeah, so he was one of the founding writers of Pitchfork way back in the, I think, late 90s. So uh, he knows, knows his stuff. And he played this band called The Ecstasy of St. Teresa. Um, which I had never heard of in my life. He just played a tiny snippet of it, and when I heard it, I was like, I need more. So I looked it up, and it turns out, this is crazy. The song I'm going to play is called What's. All right, it comes off of the Pigment EP from 1991. The Ecstasy of St. Teresa was a Czech band that formed while the Iron Curtain is still up. It's still the, the communist era, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And the band members listened to broadcasts uh, from the radio that they could pick up from the U.K., they heard bands like My Bloody Valentine, cool. Jesus and Mary Chain, and they basically said, hey, we want to do that, right? So Erna Leibowitz is the vocalist for the Pigment EP and the following album that came after that, name of which I can't pronounce. And she, after that, just totally dropped off the map. She just disappeared. Um, but it's a shame because I think she's awesome. It was also the first album from the Czech Republic to ever be played in the West following the fall of the Iron Curtain. John Peel played it on his BBC radio show. Very cool. And you've gone with the Violent Femmes, which I, I love. And, you know, I thought they'd be a band that would fall off the face of the earth, but they haven't. Mm -hmm. um, I've chosen a song called Issues because I have many. <laughs> Don't we all? And um, it's just, if you like this song, I really highly encourage you to go back and find it on YouTube and watch the um, the animated video that goes yeah. with it it's really very very cool i love it because it reminds me of flash animations i used to watch yeah. on, on newgrounds.com when i was a kid it's great this comes off of an album uh that they released um in 2000 i think no 2016 oh. march 4th 2016 uh the album is called we can do anything and uh i guess they can i was going to choose blister in the sun but you know, nah, we all like that song, yeah, right? Everyone knows that exactly. one. Exactly. Right. So I went with the more weird. What's your name?
coming here You tell me that I'm worthless as a turn to get us a beer You're living at the top I'm dying underneath But I don't need anyone at my grave laying their wreaths So don't insist And try to tell me about your issues I don't need to know about them anymore Your issues And why are you standing in my kitchen door I don't want to talk about it I don't care But what's that listening in your stare They say the world is round Will you have another beer? Killing time all the time Isn't what brings you here Life is at the top Death is underneath So I don't want anyone Digging up from beneath Darling, desist Do not tell me about your issues Oh God, you're gonna talk about them more and more I'll get some tissues Cause soon you'll be crying on my kitchen floor I don't need to talk about it, I don't care But what's this hovering in the air? How can you be so So could you stop by here? It was really pointless, but it proved to bring us more near. Now you're on the top, and I am underneath. What the fuck's going on? I know this will bring us grief. But I can't resist you and your Violent Femmes, what a great band. They were formed in what, the early 90s? Something like that? Uh, no, they were formed way before that. And really? And of course, I don't have... Um, Any information whatsoever. Not at all. <laughs> Absolutely none. I'm not overly familiar with them. I've heard plenty of songs off and on, but I've never been the, the guy who would sit down and be like, yeah, you know, today I'm going to listen to a Violent Femmes All right, song. here we go. The, uh, the Violent Femmes went on to become one of the most successful rock bands of the 80s, selling more than 9 million albums oh, okay. by 2005. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they've been around forever. Okay, well. Ever, ever. Color me stupid. In my life, anyway. <laughs> color me stupid yet again. <laughs> oh, well. And I went punk. You know, I went with the punk. Yeah, I respect because it. Because I thought that that's where you were going to take this... Um, this playlist and then i didn't and then you didn't and then you <laughs> you went left turn and uh and that's great because i like where we're about to you know take this the rest of uh strambertology yeah i'm i'm excited about it too so we're gonna shift over to something completely different uh for me emerson lake and palmer 
Uh, they a are a great band, an amazing band. One of the now underrated, n- not really underrated at the time because everyone knew who they were, but now I would say kind of overlooked by many people uh, my age who don't know that the Violent Femmes were an '80s band. You know, people like that. Um, Pictures at an exhibition by Mosgorsky is the uh, piece of music that they really attached themselves to. Uh, they did a concert series where they basically played through the entire orchestra, or sorry, the entire. Um, not sonata, but you know, piece of music, whatever. Freaking, I don't know music, uh, but anyway, you you take uh, ELP and you take Mizgorsky and you put them together, and you've got something really special. Uh, the lyrics that Greg Lake added are just magical to me. I, I love it. He has one of the best voices in rock, in my opinion. It's just freaking great. And you've got Robert Plant. Well, yeah. Speaking of the best voices in rock, right? Um, and magical to boot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've chosen Robert Plant. This is one of my favorite songs uh, called Little Maggie. Um, the version we're about to hear is a live version that he did uh, with the sensational space shifters. Try to say that three times fast. <laughs> Tongue twister. Um, this was live at a David Lynch festival of disruption, which is cool. That's awesome. But if you put your headphones on and you listen intently, it will actually take you out of your body and put you on another dimension somewhere. But interestingly, um, you know, Robert Plant has gone through a phase of wanting to go back to roots, his, you know, root music, which is why he's teamed up with Alison Krauss, and they've had such a successful duo career together. Um, I saw Robert Plant live at Bourbon and Beyond back in 2019, and I sat there with tears streaming down my face because... A, I was alone, and I'd had an argument with my daughter, naturally, and she went back to the media tent, and I I go back to the media stayed tent out. Line. Yeah, right. I stayed out in the middle of the crowd alone, and he did all this Zeppelin, and I, you know, it was the first time I'd ever seen him live. Yeah. And uh, it just was a magical moment, and he did this song. Um, but as Robert Plant puts it, this is a reworking of the Appalachian folk song, um, Plant closes lullaby and the ceaseless roar, which hmm. is very interesting. Um, he what? said he wanted to do something that expressed uh, his absolute connection with the American way, despite the fact that he's British. Robert Plant has always had that interesting connection with with America, in particular the American South. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but he does hang out in our area sometimes. I don't want to blow his cover, but he does do it. Um, I have seen it, and I've heard it from reliable well, sources yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the South. It's of the South. course, the root, right. the root music, the yeah. Appalachian, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, he, he really dug into, and actually was accused of plagiarism wrongfully. It was, right. He was, it, was, it was playing tribute to, but people said, oh, he copied him. Of course he did. All artists copied him. And I'm going to put in a, a horrible, you know, kind of a, a shameless admission here. Um, many, many years ago, it was during his first concert tour with Alison Krauss, mm-hmm. Um, my kids were really young, and I was in New York with my mother, and it was a Christmas, and we went, um, we were shopping in, down in the village in, in New York City, and we ran into Robert Plant, and we, oh, we nice. followed him for a couple of blogs while I'm going to my mom, that's Robert Plant, yeah. and she's saying, no, it's not, there's no, no way, there's no way, this went on for a while, and uh, he goes into an Indian store. Perfect, yeah, right? Perfect. Yeah. And then he starts talking. We followed him in. He starts talking to the girl at the checkout, and uh, 
we noticed that he had a British accent and he went and he left the store. We followed him out and across the street to the bookstore where we basically cornered the man. <laughs> you and stalked Robert Plant. We did. We stalked him. And we had a 20-minute conversation with him. He was gracious, generous, kind with his words, very yeah. funny, you know. My mother, my mother being an incredibly accomplished, you know, music professor, you know, asked him all these music questions, which I I think probably impressed him mildly. (laughs) But she she referred to him as, you know, a great musician. And his answer was, well, I'm not a musician. I'm a singer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let this take you off to another place. Uh, Enjoy it. It's one of my best. Uh, uh, uh. 
said it before before the show and I'll say it again it's transcendental the yes. way this song goes and Robert Plant is so good at that taking that mix of southernism and transcendentalism and making it into this uh, mystic melting pot of whatever the heck it is it's great I love well, it well you have to give credit to the sensational space shifters of because course. really the, the musicianship that they you know show on that tune is just it's out of this world literally, literally. out of this world right yeah. it's magic it's great yeah magic is probably the best way to put it and i yeah. like that we had elp and then that followed up with it because it's sort of that mix of the two similar vibes right it's a it's a big vibe big mood uh so closing it out uh that went fast actually uh anyone who knows me well in particular mm-hmm. uh, knows that <laughs> guided by voices is my favorite band of all time why because they're really good. I knew I wanted to play a song of theirs, uh, but I did not know which one I wanted to pick. I went through every album a hundred times. My favorite album is easily Alien Lanes. It's got My Valuable Hunting Knife, Game of Pricks, Salty Salute. Pretty much every song on the album is good. I decided not to use it, though. Uh, I decided to go with something a little bit more obscure. It's a live version of Wandering Boy Poet off of the Vampire on Titus album, which is one of their more raw conceptual a little bit angry uh, lo-fi albums in the same vein as same place the fly got smashed um the rendition which is played on bbc radio yet again uh is just lead singer robert pollard on the piano and i think it's freaking awesome and you went with jackson brown well before we go to jackson brown it's mm-hmm. it would be prudent to say that jeff likes to refer to them as guided by vaginas yes. which <laughs> i don't know offensive. how you feel about that I it's highly care. offensive <laughs> i don't right. care i he think it's hilarious every time he does it but <laughs> i do like your song song choice thank you very very nice thank you i did go with jackson brown and con Contrary to what Jeff thinks about my music taste when it comes to Jackson Brown, because there was a story that came out, I believe, in either the early 90s or late 80s, that when he was with um, Daryl Hannah, there was some form of domestic abuse or something mm. like that. However, his music um, has gone on and he is he is one of the greatest. You got to separate the art from the artist. I you think. really do. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, you know, because I pointed out every time he says Jackson Brown, I go wife beater. But you know, he's not. He's. I can't. I. I. Jeff might be surprised if he listens to this to know that I've always been a Jackson Brown fan. Yeah. My mother has always been a Jackson Brown fan and actually used to play his songs as I was growing up. Yeah. That's what she did to support us. She played music in bars and clubs. I was a Jackson Brown fan even before I found out he was a wife beater. He's <laughs> me too. <laughs> he um anyway, he's great and I have also chosen uh, a live version. It's a it's a more recent song called The Long Way Around. Mm-hmm. It's uh, off of his 14th studio album called Standing on the Beach. Beach or Breach? Beach, Breach. I can't read it. See, I really need to bring my glasses in here. Okay. (laughs) It's from his 14th studio album called Standing on the Breach. Um, And as Jackson Brown describes it, it's a smooth, contemplative shuffle about the ills of the modern world, gun violence, inequality, and tragedy after tragedy, each forgotten the moment another news story rolls around. And I just felt that uh, this song was appropriate. It's fitting, yeah. Given uh, the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, this last week, uh, right before Memorial Day weekend. Of course, you're hearing this after Memorial Day weekend. Um, anyway, I just thought it was appropriate. And he does this with a, a beautiful singer. 
Her name is Siobhan Stewart, um, who is from South Central L.A. She um, she was inspired by Jackson Brown to cut to start a foundation called uh, Exposure, which is a mentoring um, organization serving inner city girls. The mission is to expose under underserviced girls of diverse backgrounds and career and life opportunities. And when she went on tour with Jackson Brown, uh, she says her world was opened, her eyes were, were opened, and it changed her life. And this is a beautiful song. It is one of my favorites, and I, I hope you enjoy it too. Dream on, child of change, throw your javelin through the sun, pierce the hearts of everyone. Though we push to slave the days, this is not reality, this is just formality. The cup is only being filled for a chance to have it spilled. Flowing just like the days, sailing just like the days. Flowing just like the days, sailing just like the days. Flowing just like the days, sailing just like the days. And this is called The Long Way Around. I'm seeing people changing in the strangest ways Even in a richer neighborhood People don't know when they got it good They got the envy and they got it bad Everything I did was trying to be free Running up and down Tinseltown With the fire inside of me My planet's all in retrograde The best of all my plans got late I made my breaks and some mistakes Just not the ones people think I made Now I'm a long way gone Down this wild road I'm on gonna take me where I'm bound But it's the long way around It's a little hard keeping track of what's going wrong Covenant unravels and the news just rolls along. I can feel my memory letting go some two or three disasters ago. It's hard to say which did more ill. Citizens united of the Gulf for spill. And I'm a long way gone 
Tell me someone wrote a more It's gonna take me where I'm bound But it's a long way around Buy a gun. Now the sound look like 19 to just about anyone. The seeds of tragedy are there, and what we feel we have the right to bear to watch our children come to harm. They're in the safety of our arms with all we disagree about. The passions burn, the heart goes out, and we're alone. Down this wild road we're on It's gonna take us where we're bound But it's the long way around And I'm a long way gone Down this wild road I'm on It's gonna take It is.